Good morning. Uh, I know uh, some of you are, uh, are disappointed. I know I'm no past. I'm no. I'm no past Chris, and I'm. Uh, uh, I'm probably not gonna do as good of a job as he does. It's, uh, but uh, uh, here we are. You are stuck with me. Uh, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. Uh, I want uh, uh, I want us to this morning. I want us to to reflect. Okay. Uh, I want us to look back you know, on some things that have happened behind. See, in order for us to know where we are going, we have to know where we came from. We have to understand that. Am I right? Come on, we got to participate. I can't be the only one talking today, you know. We have to understand what happened back then what happened today and what happens tomorrow. See, in that, ladies and gentlemen, guides us to where we are going. We, if we don't understand that, you know, it's like you going to uh, an opera play. You, you know, some of you love opera or some of those, what are those uh, Broadway play? I think that's what they are called. You know, you go to a Broadway, uh, it's usually in two parts. There's part one, you know, and then you go to an interlude or a break, and then there's part two. So, you miss part one, you go to part two. Do you understand what your neighbor here is laughing about? And uh, you don't find it funny because of what? You don't know what happened back then. So I want us to catch up, to try to catch up as quickly as we can, you know. Uh, but uh, I am not going to do Advent, okay? Uh, I'm not that great at that. You know, I, I'll leave it to Pastor Chris to pick up where he left off, you know, so. Uh, As we reflect, it's always good to reflect because you look at the changes that have happened. You look at the impacts, this, the things that have impacted your life and the things that have made your life what it is today. Yeah. Uh, Before I continue, let's, let's go to the Father in prayer. Our Father God in heaven, we come before you this morning. We just want, want to empty ourselves, Father. We just want to abandon ourselves to worship you purely with all our hearts, with all our minds, our souls. May you fill us, Father. May our worship be pleasing to you this morning. May you touch each one of us. May you help us, Father, to receive your word and to embrace it and to dwell in it, Father. May you, Father, use me as I speak this morning. May you speak through me. May I be a vessel that is willing to share. Thank you again, Father, for everybody here today. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, it's truly good to see Marge here with us this morning. We have missed her. We have missed her a lot, you know, and we have Melba and Eugene. Uh, question for you, and I want an honest answer from each one of you. Remember, you are in the, in, in the house of the Lord, okay? <laughs> How many of you are ready for Christmas? Okay, I see a handful of hands. Okay. I like that. I like that. She's always writing. Okay. Now, 
Those of you who are not ready for Christmas, why aren't you ready for Christmas? Last minute Christmas shopping. Okay, someone honest. So, that question, ladies and gentlemen, is a very, very important question. I want you to think about that question as we go through this message this morning. Uh, we are looking at a story that happened several years back. We are looking at the birth of Christ. We are looking at that event. Okay? Uh, Joseph is, uh, according to modern-day term, he's, he's engaged to this beautiful young lady. Okay, he is. And uh, this young lady receives a special visit, a special message, says that, hey, you're going to have a baby. And she says, uh, no way, not right now. I'm waiting to be what? To be married. But the message says, don't worry about it. I got it. I'll take care of all that. So she yields because the message is from God. She, 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 she conceives the baby. And then later on, uh, Nine months later, let's, let's fast forward to nine months later. Nine months later, Augustus Caesar says that, hey, I'm going to do a census. I want everyone to do what? I want everybody to register, in, to go to their hometown and register for this census. Now, think about that. Mary is expecting a baby. She's about due. Nine months pregnant, very, very pregnant, okay? You know, so from their hometown, it's about a 70-mile, 70-mile journey to where they were going, you know. So Joseph, being a lovely husband, decides to get this car so that his wife will be very, very comfortable Okay, he gets a car, uh, probably what you call that uh, uh, enterprise or Hertz, Hertz rental car, you know. So he, he, gets, he gets this car. And the name of the car, the brand of the car, you want to know what it is? How many of you want to know what it is? The brand of the car is called Donkey Car. Okay. Now think about how fast that car goes. Yeah, 70 miles with a donkey. So they make the trek. They get to Bethlehem. Now, an event happened. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is just an, an, ordinary, an ordinary night, an ordinary day. Just a normal day. But something extraordinary has visited Bethlehem. Some, something extraordinary is about to do what in Bethlehem? Is about to happen. Is about to happen. So, uh, they get to uh, to the Holiday Inn Express. They can head to the Holiday Inn Express. Joseph, you know, gets uh, gets gets to the gets to the uh, gets inside there. You know, says, "Hey, do you know who I am?" No, we don't know who you are. Are you sure you don't recognize me? I'm one of the greatest who? The greatest carpenter. No, we have no clue who you are. But wait. That's Pastor Chris. There's more. Uh, but wait. Don't you recognize my, my wife here? This pregnant, beautiful pregnant woman here? No. Okay, so Joseph gives up that. He says that, hey, I would like to have a room. I'd like to have a room. And what is the response? One, two, three. Oh, come on, guys. Help me out. No room in the inn. Okay, now let's, let's take a pause on there. 
uh, I think it was in uh, the beginning of October. <laughs> the beginning of October. Uh, some of you know this story. My wife and I decided to go uh, on a long weekend vacation. We go to Tennessee. We come back on. We decided to come back through Cincinnati. And uh, uh, it was October. I think it was October 6th. October 6th, my wife calls the hotel in Cincinnati and makes reservations for our stay. Okay? Very, very important. And she's, she's a very, very detailed person. If it were me, I would have waited. Uh, I would have been like, Joseph, wait till we get there to make a reservation. But she's very detailed. So, you know, we leave Tennessee. We get to Cincinnati. It was about uh, $2,200 or somewhere around that, give or take. We get in there. Uh, I decided I would stay in the car while she goes, checks us in. And guess what she hears? We have no, we have no room there in the inn. So here I am. Uh, I'm waiting. You know, I'm going. Well, she must be. So I decided to take my stuff. You know, carry the bags out. She said these would be going in. I carry the bags. I get there, and I'm going. Oh, something is not right here. So I decided to step in. I said, hey, what's the deal? They look at me. They say, we have no room for you. I'm going, what? Yeah, we have no room for you. I said, and Lord, please forgive me. I said, what kind of idiots are you? <laughs> that a reservation is made October 6th, and here we are, October, October 9th. And you, acknowledge, you, you give us an acknowledgement that, yes, you have a room reserved. Now you tell me you have no room. So they say, okay, we'll find you a room, but you have to drive another hour uh, west of Cincinnati. Putting, pushing us even further away to Dayton. I go, really? And by this time, I'm losing it. Okay? I, I'm losing it. They say, yes, that's the closest we can accommodate you. And I say, so you're telling me if I drive to, to Dayton, I'll have a room there. I say, so are you paying for my gas to drive there? Are you paying for my time to go there and then come back here and then go north? They say, no, we are just paying for your room. Okay? So, you know, Joseph and Mary are told that we have no room. Even before our Savior was born, he experienced what? Rejection. He's rejected. You know, we have no room for you. And, you know, how, how heartbreaking was it for Joseph? I, wa I want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes. Here he is, he's the man, he's the man of the family trying to get his wife what? Trying to get her comfortable. Because he knows how miserable she is. He knows how, 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 how much she has complained after riding on a donkey, this comfortable car, for 70 miles. He wants her to have good rest. But Lord forbid, there's no room. There's no room. I can, I, can, I can just imagine how Joseph is feeling. But because, you know, I, I can sympathize because I felt that way. I wanted my wife to have a comfortable night that night. You know, rather than driving another three hours from Cincinnati to Coshocton. You know, so we made that trek. Joseph didn't have that leisure to go back home. To go back home to get his wife comfortable and bring her back. 
See, Jesus hears, you know, there's no room. They searched. No, they searched. No, yet, still here, no room. Uh, you know, the birth of Christ is one of the greatest events. Not, not one of the greatest event. It is the greatest event to happen for mankind. It is the greatest event to happen to mankind because of what the reward, of what the blessing is. What is the blessing? Without the birth of Christ, there's no crucifixion. Without the crucifixion, there's no salvation. Without salvation, you and I are dead. See, because of the birth of Christ, we have life. Because of the birth of Christ, we have eternal life. We have a choice. God presents you and I a choice either to accept his son who provides us with the way of life or reject his way. Which also gives you eternal life, but it gives you eternal life in a different place. We have eternal life with our maker and we have eternal life with hell. You know, according to the description that I know, I've read about hell, it sounds like it's a warm place. You know, I always, I always tell people that you continue on this path, you're going to be keeping me warm while I'm, in, uh, while I'm in heaven. You know? So, here we are. We have that presented to us. We, we have this greatest event. You know, the Savior, God, comes down to earth in flesh, in blood, in flesh. We see him. He comes down Yet we do not do what? You and I do not recognize him. An ordinary day with an extraordinary event, they kept on walking by the manger. You know, the, the wise man eventually came and uh, honored him. You know, no room. Uh, the room denied. You know, we, we find this. We can go into the book of Isaiah. We'll get to that. In Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 3, we'll get to that. Get ready for that. Make sure you're opening your Bibles to that. Uh, Jesus was denied then. Okay, Jesus was denied then. Fact, fact number one, Mary was very pregnant, and the innkeeper could tell that Mary was about to give birth. Don't you think? You know, don't you think he, he, the, the innkeeper was able to say, hey, man, this woman is so pregnant. You know, don't you think he could have found a room, a, no, 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 not a room, a space in the corner of an inn. Don't you think he could have accommodated them that way? See, my wife and I were so blessed that night because there, was another, there were another people that offered their, offered their room to us. They did offer their room to us. One of them even volunteered that they can have my room. I'll go sleep in the pool area. But Joseph and Mary did not have that. The innkeeper, ladies and gentlemen, didn't even consider that. He didn't even factor that into place. All he could say, I have no room for you. And eventually, Joseph and Mary found a manger. You know, uh, how many of you know what a manger is? Some version of the Bible used the term a feed trough. You know, uh, how many of you? How many of you grew up on a farm? I did. How many of you have ever fed, fed pigs? <laughs> I always loved feeding pigs. They, they, they could never wait till you, you were done putting the food in there. That, see, the, where you put the food there, where you put that food, that was the bed the Savior lied in. See, he was rejected then. He was rejected then. Ah. The innkeeper could surely have found this space. Joseph asks for a room and uh, again point, points to his beautiful wife. Hey, look, I, I, my wife is really is pregnant. She's, she's due any, any minute now. She's been, she's been complaining. 
She's been talking about this, you know, but still ignored. What is the significance of that, that word, that, that, that phrase? No, I have no room for you. What, what is so significant about it? Let's, let's look at the significance of it. This, ladies and gentlemen, was the beginning of Jesus' what? Life on earth. It was signifying to us, it signifies to us that Jesus is the king of who? The king of the lowly. The king of the poor. You look, at, you look at in his ministry, whom did Jesus associate with? Whom did he hang out with? Oh, come on, who did he hang out with? Um, huh? Tax, uh, tax collectors. Who, who, who knows who tax, tax collectors are? Uh, they were not uh, really loved, were they? You know? They were despised. He, he was hanging out with the, those who are poor. Those who are poor in spirit. See, that, ladies and gentlemen, was an indication to us that Jesus, this Savior, is the king of the poor. He's the king of everybody. See, that is very important to me, to know, to understand that I have a Savior who doesn't care how I, what I have but no matter what we say, I say I, what I have. Everything belongs to who? To God. You know, and uh, that's, that's one of the points we, we miss. So that, ladies and gentlemen, signifies to us, you know, when, that, uh, you know, God is the God of all. The poor, you know, the, the beginning of Jesus' life. When God, beca when God became one of us. He demanded none of the world's what? Amenities. He, he did not demand any luxuri luxurious hotels of the world. He grew up as a little boy in a carpenter shop. Now think about that trade for a king. You know, what a life. What a life. You know, uh, God knew he would be rejected. Let's, uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Make sure you keep Isaiah 53, verse 1 and 3. Make sure you keep that marked. Don't lose it. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. And, uh, I beg your pardon, chapter 8, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. And this is, this is what it says in, uh, in verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was what? Rich. Though he was rich, yet for whose sake? For your sakes he became poor that you, uh, that you through his poverty might become what? So we find that phrase, uh, no room, indicating Jesus is the king of the poor because we see him in being born. You know, how many of, how many of, you, how many of you were born in a manger? No, I, I, I asked that question wrong. How many of you were born in a hospital? Okay. How many of you were born in a comfortable bed? Isn't that amazing? You know, Jesus, you know, I, 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 I can only speculate. How, how, did they put straw in that, in, that, in that manger? Did they? Or did they have any blankets at all to, to put down for him to, to keep him comfortable? You know, think about it. That's the king. That's not, no, no, no. That, that's not just the king. That's the creator of the what? Of the world. See, Israel, I go back in the Old Testament, they rejected God, didn't they? Time after time, but God keeps doing what? Keeps coming back to them, keeps drawing them back. 
See, and here we are. We have a savior who was even rejected even before he was what? Before he was born. He comes down to earth. He comes down to earth because we have, a, we have this chasm that exists between God and man that he wants to bridge so that we can, we can go to Hebrews, says that, come to me with confidence. Approach the throne room of grace with what? With confidence. So we can go to our heavenly father with confidence. Jesus comes to earth born in flesh and blood so that he can bridge that gap. See, without that, we are lost. You know, without that, we don't know what we are doing. You know, he bridges that gap for us. Uh, no room serves as a reminder so that you and I would be reminded that when we choose to follow Christ, we will also be what? Rejected. I want you to come to today. How well are you received as a Christian? If you tell, if, no, no, let me, let me, let me ask this question this way. If you go into, uh, you guys have uh, American history, American history. You have, uh, you have the, House of Representative, correct? And you have the Senator. Okay, so now let's take this. You go in the House of Representative and you start preaching the message of the cross, the message of Christ. How will you be received? How, how, how long will you be in that room? <laughs> you know, less than 30 seconds. The moment you say, Jesus, What's going to happen to you? Security? You know? Okay, no, that's the House of Representatives. This kind of shift to the Senate. What happens? You start saying that. See? That is a reminder for you and I. It serves as a reminder for you and I that you and I will be rejected. And not only that, Jesus declares to his disciples, he says that if they have hated me, they will also do what? hate you. See, the life of following Christ, he says, take up your cross. How does that go? I forgot. Help me out. Take up your cross. Take up your cross and follow me. You know, what does that signify? Die daily and follow me. See, without that, we have no life. Uh, fact there was no room in the end implements the beginning of the fulfillment of the prophets found in Isaiah 53. Someone, let's go to Isaiah 53. Someone read Isaiah 53, please hurry up. I think I'm running out of time. No, I have plenty of time. I have all day. Isaiah 53 verses uh, uh, 1 through 3. And... Uh, this is what it says, since no one wants to read. Uh, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form our comeliness. And when we, when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by man. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. He was rejected. See, Isaiah prophesies the event that was to happen. See, no room indicates, you know, it starts with that. You know, it's an implication, you know. The father 
and mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me, let me, let me read you something Max Lucado says. You know, according to Max Lucado's statement, he says, the father and mother of our Lord, our Lord were pushed out and rejected. Even before he was born, our Lord was rejected and turned away. The words, no room for you, followed him throughout his life. Up to the point of death on the cross, those words followed him. Why was he crucified? Because the world had no what? No room for him. No room for him. You know, he was rejected. Denied today. Denied today. Today, today, so sad. How, how do we deny him? You know, remember I asked you at the beginning, are you ready for Christmas? And Miss Darling says that she's always ready. What is Christmas? Let's take a quick pause on that. What is Christmas? See, we have missed what Christmas really is, haven't we? My son says that last minute what? That is Christmas today. It's about what? See, when I asked how many of you are ready for Christmas, I wasn't asking that question to say, how many of you are done shopping for Christmas? I was asking how many, how many of you are ready for Christmas? What is Christmas? The celebration of what? Christ. Let me tell, let me tell you what Christmas truly is. Christmas in Zambia. Okay, let me tell you Christmas in Zambia. The night before, the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve, that's what it's called, I think. Okay, we would wash our clothes, okay, wash them. And mother would get up early in the morning, iron every one of those things, you know, tattered or didn't matter how many. So that we could look our best for what? Christmas because we are going to celebrate the birth of our Savior. We would gather as a village or as, in, as a congregation, eat together and worship God. Thank God for the birth of a Savior. See, to me, that's Christmas. It's not about what, what gift am I going to get this year. You know, what am I getting this year? It's not about that. See, that, ladies and gentlemen, is our desire. We have made Christmas what we want it to be, not what it's intended for. Christmas has become, for organization, has become a money-making Okay, so that is, let's, let's come back. Where were we? I forgot where we were. Oh, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. You know, how our Lord was rejected, how, how it was prophesied, how you and I, if we choose to follow our Savior, we are going to be rejected. We are not going to be treated the way the world treats everyone else, okay? And I'll, I'll, I'll get to that point. Uh, it is the same today in the lives of many people. He is still being crowded out, okay? How do we crowd him out? How do we crowd him out? We are so stinking busy that we even forget to put him first thing in our lives. We are so busy that we are running like chickens with their heads cut off. Because we are trying to meet our own what? Mr. Kirkpatrick was talking about me not being able to bat to do a double header. And, 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 and I, I did not answer that question why, if it was because of surgery or because of old age. And I'm going to tell you because I was, I, I, I was preparing for this moment because I knew I was going to expand a lot of energy 
and yes, it's, uh, it's because I still get tired from my surgery. But, see, here we are. You know, how much do we crowd Christ out? How much without intending to say that I have no room for you because I'm so busy. How many of us take time? How, mu how much time do we spend with him? In, in, in the New Testament, it says that pray, Paul says that pray without what? Without ceasing. What does Paul truly mean by that? What does he mean when he says pray without ceasing? He means that continually pray. Continually keep God, keep pulling God to the focal point of your day. See, every morning, every morning, you and I ought to abandon ourselves and say, we are yours. My plans, I let go. I want your plans today to guide me and to lead me and to direct me. May you help me walk through this path today. See, that is abandoning. That is inviting him. That's creating room. Who at the door is standing? There's a song like that. Who at the door is standing? Who is knocking at the door? Who has the key to let? Who has the authority to let that person that is knocking at the door? See, you and I have a lot of power to do that. And uh, you and I should never blame God that we end up in hell. Because, see, he has given us the key to open the door. He says, he declares, he says, you are the temple of, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He declares that. You, who is you? In other words, if you accept him, you become his what? His dwelling place. But see, there are some that have accepted him as a dwelling place, but they have crowded him out. See, that's today. That's where we are. Look at the world, how they respond. Deny it today. Let's look at the commercialism. How, 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 how is Christmas treated for commercialism today? Our country has become sexualized and uh, so materialistic that that we have removed Christ into it. Let me ask you this question. How many of you, how many of you hear this? Uh, happy holidays. Why? Let's answer that question. Someone, someone, someone answer that question. Why do we hear happy holidays? Okay, but I just say some people say that because they just don't want to say Christ. Well, Christ will reveal something that they all don't want to feel. Any other takers? You know, happy holiday. See, if, if I don't bring Christ in, that means I, it's me. It's all about who? I'm in charge of me. And when I'm in charge of me, I don't want anyone else to interfere to make me feel bad. Okay? And here we are. You know, we, we say that happy holidays. You know? Uh, happy holidays. Uh, not only that, we have shifted as a people today. We have become, uh, they say the word, you know, tolerant, accept whatever, you know. But yet the word is no tolerant with what? With Christ, are they? You know. So here we are. Uh, many stores no longer use the word Christmas. They use happy holiday, whole holidays. You know, and, and that's, the, that's the funniest thing, you know, because uh, uh, at, at work, I'll be on the phone, you know, my closing remark these days is, 
have a Merry Christmas or have a Blessed Christmas. And uh, you, it's kind of funny because you can hear someone at the end pause. They are trying to figure out how to respond. And, and, and there are some that are so eager. They say, wow, it's so good to hear someone say that. You know, are we, being, are we crowding Christ out? You know, educationally, let's look at educationally. How, how is Christ being denied educationally in education institutions? What has changed in education? Even Christian institutions, they have changed their standards. They, they, they no longer say have a, a Christmas break. What do they call it in these days? Huh? Jody? A winter break. We are going on a winter break to avoid. See, if we say Christmas, we are afraid we are going to offend an atheist. And we are afraid we are going to offend someone. And that, that means we are saying that Christ, you are not as important to us. You know, we have pushed Christ out. You know, so we, we go by the winter break. Uh, politically, where are, we, where are we? You don't mention the name Christmas. You don't mention the, 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 the term. Christmas is made in the, in the political realm, believe it or not. You know, you can't say anything about Christ because that means once you say something about Christ, you are declaring that Christ is the only way to the Father. See? And that's very offensive. Personally, you know, sad fact is that multitudes of uh, people have been caught up in this, in this whole secular commercialism uh, agenda. You know, we have been caught up in this storm, this raging storm. And reluctantly, we have followed, you know, some have followed the storm. You know, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, the book of Esther on Tuesday. Esther had the courage to do what? To stand up for what was right. You know, she had courage to stand up. Uh, you know, some, uh, some of the believers, you know, have crowded Christmas or Christ out of their lives. You know, they're unsaved. How much, how, how much do they, you know, how lost are they? The innkeeper missed tremendous, ladies and gentlemen, missed tremendous blessings. Can you imagine if he had uh, agreed to accommodate Christ? Let's go to... Uh, someone read Psalm, Psalm, 50, Psalm 33, verse 12, please. And I would like for someone to read. Uh, Psalm, someone gets Psalm 30, uh, 33, verse 12. And in the meantime, I'm going to jump to Matthew chapter 25. And, and this is because, because we have crowded Christ out of our lives. We have said no room. We are missing blessings, you know, abundant of blessings. In Matthew chapter 25, it says, uh, Matthew 25, beginning in verse, uh, beginning in verse 30, 34. The king will say to those who on his right, uh, right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom of, the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. Okay. In verse 36 says, I was naked, you clothed me. In verse 37 says, then, then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we cause you? When did we come visit you in jail? See, the innkeeper missed that blessing of when, for him to say, when did I give you accommodation? 
and missed that blessing. And we miss those blessings. Our country, our nations, uh, who here some Psalm 33? Mr. Kilpatrick, you look like you're ready. Psalm 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation who is what? God is the Lord. See, we miss that blessing as a nation. See, because why? Because we have pushed him. We are declaring that there's no room. In John chapter 3, verse 36. You know, let's jump over to John chapter 33, verse uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 36. Uh, you know, we are, we are declaring God keeps, you see, God keeps coming to us even though we reject him. How many times did he come to the Israel? How many times does he give you and, you and I a chance to acknowledge him as our father? He keeps doing that over and over because he loves us. Uh, eventually, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be warned that Eventually, there's going to come a time, there's going to become a, a, a limit uh, as to how many times God can be rejected. How many times can he take rejection? How many times can he take hearing that I have no room for you? Well, you, you are, you're probably wondering, let me give you an example. He, he got fed up when during the time of the, during the time of Noah. Did he get fed up of being rejected? And what did he do? Well, we know everybody went swimming, but they couldn't swim well enough. Okay? No, let's go to the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. What happened? He got tired of being rejected, and he made the, one of them in the pillar of salt. Yeah. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 36. Who has it? Go ahead. Shoot. Okay. Whoever believes in the Son. Who is the Son? The Son is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whoever believes in him has what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That so, whosoever believes in him shall have Eternal life. See, at some point, this rejection of him is going to come to an end. It is going to come to an end, be warned. We never know when we are going to take our last breath. Who knows how long your life is? So, are you ready for Christmas? The Bible says, be ready in season and are you ready for Christmas? You and I should genuinely and enthusiastically declare, yes, I am ready for Christmas. John chapter 12, verse 48, and then we'll be closing. Uh, see, and also Christ comes to us. See, he came to the Israelites. He came during those times. He also comes to us, say, hey, I'm here. Let me in. We are the innkeepers of our hearts and our lives. How, how, how well are we doing? Uh, is there room? In, is there room in your heart? Or is the inn full? You know, can we make room for him daily? See, that's our objective. Our objective is to make room uh, daily for him. Uh, does anyone have uh, John chapter 12, verse 48, please? I need help. I'm losing my voice. He declares, 
he declares. Let me, let me uh, close by reading this story to you. Uh, someone told uh, of uh, observing a woman uh, who was uh, hurriedly doing some last-minute Christmas shopping. A little boy was with her, and she was dragging him from one store to another looking for particular items on her list. At one point, she saw that her little boy was lagging behind, peering into a store window. She rushed back to where he was, and with obvious irritation, she said, what are you doing? Just standing there or just standing here? So, in the store window was an activity scene. He said, look, mama, there's baby Jesus. She said, come on, we don't have time for all of that nonsense. We've got to get ready for Christmas. We've got to get, get ready for what? For Christmas. And then... Uh, uh, a story is told of a little boy who was uh, to play a part of the, of the innkeeper in, the, in an annual children's Christmas play at his church. Each time during the rehearsal, it came time for him to tell Joseph and Mary that there was no room. He couldn't say his lines. The director finally asked him why he was having so much trouble. He told him, I just can't send Jesus away. He can have my room. There is room in the inn if we make the room for him. The inn was too full for Christ to come in. Through our scripture, we see that there is no room for God. Is there room in your life and your heart? Uh, we are going to, do we have a closing hymn? Doc, kick us off, sir. And, you know, as, as we go, as we go, as Doc is getting ready, as we go, I want you to think about this today. Each day you walk, do you prepare room for